But then at the same time, it's like every time I do that, I'm feeding the thing I'm trying to pull back, right? Which is more TV to watch, mm. more hours to spend in front of the tube, you know? And Although if you are looking for more hours to spend... <laughs> Welcome to Pondering Passages. I'm Kurt Austin, my good friend right over here. David Mullins. And the two of us together are going to be talking today about Psalm 142. Uh, I liked it. I liked yes. this psalm. I liked the comment. Actually, I've, I will say I've cheated just a little bit, and I've looked through the end of the book, and I like what's coming up. I like all of them. So, Even next uh, week's? I, I, yeah, even next week's. Okay. Even next okay. week's, I think I think they all kind of they ride out, right? They they ride out and and end well. Uh, so anyway, we are on 142 today. We, uh, if you are new to pondering passages, we read the same passage every day for a week, and then we get together. We talk about that passage and what that looks like, what it uh, meant for us. We are not biblical. Uh, scholars, we are biblical students, and so this conversation really is an offshoot of what it is God has said to us during the week. Now, in full disclosure, I did read a uh, a commentary about this this week because I wanted to kind of have a good understanding. Oh, you don't have to go back. I don't. A good understanding is to see if what I was thinking was true. I learned it was not, and so <laughs> this will be really helpful. So, uh, so Dave, let's uh, dive right in. What did you think? What did you think about it? How did how did you feel that the passage went along? Well, I had some of the passage actually highlighted from other times when I've read it, uh, mm -hmm. so it, it spoke to me then. It's, it spoke to me now as well, especially especially a couple of verses. Yeah, this week, uh, you know. So I was thinking about this, Dave. We we are doing this in time and space, right? So uh, we, we our conversation does not stand alone. And I was thinking about that, you know, when we started with uh, chapter or the psalm 69 uh 74 years 74 weeks ago uh, uh yeah so i was thinking about that um 73 weeks ago i was thinking about that uh we probably say stuff like well this is happening or this is going on and that may not you know ring true with if somebody watches it for the first time right and i was thinking about this particular passage and this particular week has been kind of tough for me. I've not enjoyed this week. I've got mm. the week off. It's the holidays. Uh, lots of stuff which, happening. Which and holiday is it? Every one of them. Uh, right? So it's New Year, Christmas, Kwanzaa. Uh, you know, you, you call it out. And Festivus. that's that's a Festivus for the rest of us and Hanukkah. And so all of those things are going on. And uh, we took the week off so we could be with family, and with friends, and... Uh, we, you and I have a tradition of our families getting together over the new years that yeah. uh, yeah. we would love to do. And all of those things kind of fell through because we are trying to be very cautious and it stinks. It just stinks, Dave. I hate because it. Because there's, there's this thing, if you're watching this in 10, 15 years, which I'm sure, sure you probably might be, uh, we're dealing with this thing called COVID-19 and it's just hanging on and, and it's not letting go. And so that's, that's one of the challenges. So I was, I was uh, discouraged this week, D just discouraged. I 
I was, you know, we'd had plans with neighbors. We had plans with family. And uh, one of our family members came down positive for COVID. So that changed that, you know, and then because we had been exposed, it changed that. And so uh, because another, anyway, and so I, you know, Dave and I vented, I, well, Dave didn't, Dave was very uh, understanding and listened carefully, but I vented, frustrated, discouraged, angry, and a couple of these verses were helpful. Yeah, which, which ones? Well, I liked verse five. You liked, you, you repeated, you parroted back verse three. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you believed it. You just parroted it. You just like, <laughs> eh, when I'm overwhelmed, when I'm overwhelmed is how it kind of went up. <laughs> what, what, well, what I really liked about verse three isn't the one I'm overwhelmed. It was the second line. You, you alone, alone know the way I, I should turn. And, and that's, that's true whether I'm overwhelmed or not. And it's, yeah, it's just something that, and, and in fact, in my Bible, it is that second line that is highlighted, not the first, mm-hmm. uh, not the third or the fourth. Uh, it's the fact that I need to be reminded that God does, is the only one who knows the way I should turn. And so for me, it's really trying to get on the same page with God because, you know, it's, it's when I'm not on the same page that things tend to go uh, south for me, so to speak. So as part of the Pondering Passages Network, uh, we have PonderingPassages.com, and on that is a blog specifically about verse 3. So uh, if you go there and you look it up, uh, it is about being overwhelmed, but it really lands on the fact that you alone know. God alone knows. And and so I think, and, and honestly, I wrote that in response to my friend Dave encouraging me with that passage hmm. and what it is that we've kind of been going through. And, uh, and you know, God knows. Yeah. It's okay. God knows. Now, for some perhaps historical context, uh, this says it. it's Do a it. psalm of David when he was in the mm-hmm. cave. Now, mm-hmm. whether David actually wrote this uh, in response to being in the cave, uh, we don't know for sure. It could be a psalmist that was that wrote this and then looked for a historical uh, situation that it would have fit. And he found uh, David was in the cave a couple of times, uh, right? both times hiding out. <laughs> and so... You know, scholars aren't sure which cave event it was, but nevertheless, when you're in a cave, uh, it's probably not for a good reason. Um, and, you know, even Plato talked about the cave and, and different things. So uh, it's an interesting, I think, image to being in a cave. And I think it does speak to being overwhelmed and, uh, yeah. and complaining. You know, I don't want to be in a cave. I, I want to be... I want to be out in life, but here I am. And, and so that's, that's kind of the historical uh, context for this. Which that's the other thing that happened for me this week as I was reading this passage. Uh, there was a little footnote that said, you know, it, it sent me back to 1 Samuel as one of the examples of the time that he was in the cave. Um, and then in my reading of the commentary, it sent me to another passage, the second one that you're talking about, where actually the first one, when he was in the cave. And you know, that was really interesting to me. I would encourage anybody who's reading the Psalm or reading another passage, if it, if it sends you to another, take a look at it. It, Mm. it really not, not that it was one or the other or either of the caves, but it was a, a great reminder of the story about David. 
Yeah. Here he is chosen to be king and he's hiding out in caves. Yeah. And and I would think that given this psalm, I, I would land on, on the time he was in the first cave. Because uh, yeah. the second cave, uh, he was hiding from Saul, but Saul walked in and David had a chance to uh, really do away with Saul, uh, but chose not to. Uh, the first one, he was running for his life and uh, hides in a cave and ends up gathering around him. I love this. Everyone that was discontent, you know, he basically we're, gets all the complainers were, and whiners. No, I read it. I just read it again this morning. They were they were dis, they were uh, in trouble. They were they owed money or they were just discontent. Four hundred. He ended up having a team of four hundred malcontents yes. hanging out with him. That's what the king brought together was uh, yeah. King David. Yeah, yeah. I, that was just excellent. Yeah, it was. And so I'm I'm thinking, you know. I think this would be, if, if that was my situation, this would be the prayer. Uh, <laughs> you know, the second time, you know, Saul's coming in there. I would thank God for the opportunity, uh, you know, mm-hmm. to, to, you know, get out of the situation, stuff like that. But, but here, yeah. Yeah. That's great. So. That's great. Well, let's spend more time on this passage. Cause this is a, this, I, I, again, I thought the Psalm was wonderful because I, it would represented a cry to God. Yes. And a landing in a place of where do I put my faith? Where do I put my hope? Yeah. Um, yeah so verse it, five. Yeah. And and in the the, the first cave event, uh, he did go, and, and I think it was his father and brothers went to him when they found out. Uh, but I think there's probably a time when he was there by himself. Yeah. And I could see verse four. I look for someone to come and help me, but no one gives me a passing thought. And some of us kind of have this sense all the time. You know, yeah. no one will help me. No one cares a bit about what happens to me. And, and that's kind of our mindset that it's all, if it's going to be done, I'm going to have to do it. No one's going, you know, there's no Superman. There's no Batman that's going to come to my side. Yeah. And uh, it's a very lonely, it's a very lonely place to feel like it's, it's all up to you. Yeah. And even, even when we're surrounded with people, we can still feel this way. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. That everyone's caring for themselves that, you know, they yeah. all have their own agendas and no one is going to care about mine unless somehow I can work my agenda into helping their agenda. Uh, so, yeah. so I, I think it's very, I think it's a Psalm that can speak to a lot of us. Yeah. 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 And then in verse remember, five for me is yeah. the one that I loved. I really yeah. loved it this week. Um, because for me, uh, when I pray, then I pray to you, it, it is, there's a turning, right? So yes. it's, it's, it's not a win or it's not a, so I it's then I pray to you. So all of this, uh, negative experience that I'm going through, uh, shifts when I change my focus, then I pray to you, you are my place of refuge. It's not the cave that I'm hiding in. It's not the malcontents that I've surrounded myself with. It's not the loneliness that I'm experiencing. It's you. You are all I really want in life. And, and that's the line I, I highlighted of this verse, uh, the, you (laughs) are all I really want in life. And, and the sense was this, this goes back to the Levites, uh, you know, because when, you know, er, early on when the land, the promised land was being divided up with all the tribes, the Levites didn't get a tribe. I mean, it, they didn't get a lot land. 
yeah. they were to serve the Lord and the Lord was to be their portion. And I think if you look at this up in some other translations, it will say, you are my, is it portent? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in, portion. In that, I portion. portion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's what it's, you know, they feel it's referring to this whole sense that I have no support other than the support from you, Lord. Yeah. Uh, you know, because their support was to come from the, the giving of the people. Uh, for the Levites who were serving in the temple and 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 serving in all these these capacities, uh, they had no land, uh, but the yeah. Lord was their portion. Which, if um, if this is uh, written by David, he at this point has no place to go. Yeah, yeah, right? he's got nothing. He's yeah. got nothing he can call his own. Yeah. You read through those past that those couple of chapters, and he's just wandering. Yeah, he, I mean, he's just he's going from place to place. He's saying, "Hey, can you take care of my mom and dad while I'm out?" You know, and and leaving them in one place and then going off to another. Um, and, and the interesting thing, you know, you mentioned King David, and he he was God's chosen for the king, but Saul was actually still the king. Yeah, yeah. So it was this weird time where he was the the king, but not yet on the throne. And the one that was on the throne had been rejected from that, but yet he was still there. And sometimes you look at it as the time that we're living in. You know, mm. Jesus has conquered all. Nice. But yet he isn't seen as that rightful king or lord of all. There are mm. many that are still serving the 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 visible kingdom, so to speak. Um, but one day, just like with David, you know, Jesus is going to come to his own and then uh put everything back to rights. That's cool, Dave. I hadn't thought about that. I, and, I think N.T. Wright might talk oh, quite a bit about that. Yeah, of course. Uh, it, you know, which is, <laughs> is very interesting that you know you can find parallels between David and Jesus, who is the rightful king, but yet isn't completely recognized as that. Yeah, uh, just like David was the rightful king, but yet he was having to fight in some respects for the kingdom uh, because Saul wasn't going to let go quickly or easily. Yeah. Nice. Let's keep, let's keep going there. Hear my cry, for I am very low. Rescue me from my persecutors, for they are too strong. Bring me out of prison so I can thank you. And <laughs> the godly will crowd around me, for you are good to me. What in the world does that mean? Well, yeah, I don't know. I get perhaps when... when uh, what, what do you think it means? Let me ask you that. Verse 7 reminded me of uh, the New Testament accounts of Peter and Paul when they were in jail. Oh, and nice. then they got yeah. it. They, they were broken out and yeah. they would meet their fellows, right? Yeah. Uh, then everyone would celebrate with them that they were free. Yeah. And so I had a similar image here. Bring me out of prison so I can thank you. The godly will crown crowd around me for you have been, you know, you are good to me. So that you're rescuing salvation. We can all celebrate that, right? Yeah. I mean, we can all, that's how, that's how I interpret it. Yeah. I, th I think, I mean, that would work for me uh, to, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I well, I'm glad I met your approval, Dave. Finally, after all these years, <laughs> I mean, you're the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what I was going to say is the 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 rest of the song psalm spoke so so much to me 
mm. that I would say I, I didn't spend as much time here. Uh, yes, yes, you know, I agree. Really, rescue me from my persecutors. You know, I don't have King Saul running after me. You know, people right, haven't chased right. me into a cave. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, sometimes you might feel persecuted, but really it's, it's not like what it was for David. Uh, you know, bring me out of prison. I mean, that could be reinterpreted. Bring me out of depression. Uh, yeah. Bring me out of yeah. this, this headspace that I'm in. Yeah. Uh, the stinking thinking, as some people might say, this self-talk that I know isn't helpful you know, bring me out of this so that I can thank you. And it's, it's in that gratitude, I think that draws people, uh, you know, because who, uh, well, let me ask you, who, who would you rather be around Kurt? Someone that, that seems to be grateful and, and have a lot of gratitude or someone that's just kind of bitter and, uh, and ungrateful yeah. for, for yeah, everything. Absolutely. That's, and I think that's the, that's the, the trick, right? Is that, uh, with with this passage and with our lives in general is making sure we're turning our eyes back to God. Yes. Uh, other because if all of our eyes are focused on the prison, on the cave, on the persecutor, on the traps, uh, then we will only live in that negativity. But when our eyes are turned back to the only thing I need is you, God. Yeah. You're the You're only one who knows. You are my portion. Yeah. You have rescued me from the cave, and everybody's going to. I mean, when it, it it really really this whole passage has both sides of this, yeah. and it's a it's a great. That's why I really like this passage. This this psalm is because it has both sides of it, and we have to we have to figure out where do we live in that. And why I appreciated folks this week that as as I was spewing what 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 stinking thinking yeah. as I was living in that. Um, uh, this passage spoke to me and really did help me. Now it didn't change circumstance, right? Yeah, we still are where we are, but it changes my perspective. And because and that's of that, huge. yeah, because of that, now I am motivated to. Dave asked me a question before we came on the video. Maybe when we were on live, we don't know, but he asked <laughs> we were me on live for a while. What is my what what motivates? me. You know, what is it that's yeah. motivating me to do that? Well, I'll be honest. One of the things that motivates me to do this, this time with David, the, t the reading the passage every week is because I want to, I want to have my eyes in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. And I can, yeah. I can very easily fall off the rails. Uh, and, and, and my experience is not unique, right? We, we could just say, we very easily fall off the rails. Because we all do. That's why the Psalms resonate so much with us over centuries. I, you know, as you're talking, there, there's something I've been rolling around in my mind. It's something we've talked about before, and that's the idea of orientation, disorientation, and reorientation. Yeah, absolutely. And, and what I realized this week was, uh, you know, I, I have cert, uh, certification a spiritual director from Epiphany Association. They call they call they have a pattern called the from to no from through to pattern that you're always going from something through something and to something. And I realize it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, you start out with your orientation, then there's something that you go through that disorients you, and then you're trying to find a reorientation. <clears throat> and so the question is that I hear you saying, Kirk. And for me, as we talked before about our plans for next year, 
is how can I start out each day with a reorientation? Because that reorientation leads to that to a new orientation. As opposed to waiting until the end of the day. Yes. Yeah. How do you start right. out at the beginning and say, okay, yeah. I'm going to be reoriented. What are some of the things that I need to do every day to reorient myself to put my eyes on you? Because I will take them off. I do it constantly. It's very easy. I get distracted. Mm -hmm. Squirrel. Yes. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> it's, it's that easy. And, and so how do I reorient myself? And maybe not even every morning, maybe, you know, throughout the day, how do I reorient myself? You know, to find that. I think it's, I don't think it's, I don't think place. it's every morning. I don't think it's every day. I don't think it's every, I think it's all of those things. Yeah. So I, I've been thinking a lot about the fact that, uh, and I, I didn't get a chance to talk to you about this before we started, but I, I'm really hoping to implement into my life a, a writing retreat mm. at least once a month. Mm. I mean, I, I think yeah. that's really important for who God has created me to be. Well, that's part of that reorienting. It's interesting. I, I showed you that I had copied the text from my the a devotion that I've been reading all year. Mm -hmm. And today is mm -hmm. the last day of the year. It's New Year's Eve. Spending it with my friend. Uh, at least a little bit. At least digitally. <laughs> and and then I heard a quote watching uh the thing on HBO Max about the Colts, which the greatest team ever. Uh but <laughs> Quote was, and, and one of the coaches was talking about a quote he had read, and I don't know where it's from. I have to look this up. He said, uh, we don't realize how important moments are until they become memories. Hmm. And the devotion talked about how we never see how important our moments are, you know, because hmm. that's all we have are these moments. And so every morning we have an opportunity to have some moments with yeah. God that we think going in. This isn't very important, but looking back, at least for me, I'm looking back at all those mornings I spent and realize how vital they've been. Yeah. And, and so I guess that would be my, my, my last input like into this conversation about our, our moment. Like we don't realize how important our moments are until they become memories, which is like, yeah. Yeah, I think the the passage uh, Psalm one hundred and forty two certainly uh, takes us down that direction. It's important that we do that, and I think as we are talking about this and we're thinking about um, a new year because it is New Year's Eve, um, uh, maybe not putting all of our stock in in uh, resolutions, but in fact those minute by minute yeah. uh, decisions we make to to reorient ourselves every day towards the new year um, and, and a new life and what it is, you know, to, to focusing on, on God's portion for yes. us. Yes. All right. Well, Dave, thank you so much. Thank you, uh, my friend. For anybody who is listening to this uh, by the podcast, thank you. You know, you can get your podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, I think we've got almost four of them out there right now. So people just, you know, listen over and over and over for again. For listeners or for podcasts? Podcasts. We have four okay. podcasts. Okay. Uh, I don't know that anybody's listened to them yet, to be honest. I mean, yeah, might as well be matter. honest. They're out there. It doesn't matter. That's right. And uh, we have our we have our blog. We have our website. We have Facebook. We have Instagram. Like us. Love us. Click us. Whatever you do. Uh, and we would love to <laughs> love to have you following along, being a part of the conversation. 
we will plan on seeing you back here next week as we study 143, Psalm 143. Read it with us long for the week, and we will see you then, and we will talk about it together. For whatever reason, every time we travel and we're in a hotel room, it's like the only show on, and it's on all the time. So we've seen a lot of Naked and Afraid.